What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. On today's episode, we're going to follow up on the episode that we did yesterday talking about Kobe White being on the trade block. And we're going to talk about possible trade destinations for Kobe White. We're also going to talk about the upcoming draft. We're a week away from the NBA draft. And what exactly are the Chicago Bulls going to be doing in that draft? We got uh, two draft prospects we're going to be covering as well after reports that the Bulls are very high on both Dominic Barlow and Josh Minot. So we're going to cover both of those guys. We're actually going to go into in-depth draft uh, profile on both of those guys. So, you know, I said I may be jumping back into that. We're also going to be talking about some other things, all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first off, welcome. Thank you. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to jump right into first. I want to talk about the poll that I put up yesterday. So on the community tab on YouTube, um, if you guys are YouTube viewers or for the podcast, this is just a, a little place. If you want to interact a little bit more, check out the YouTube page as well. Uh, but I put up a poll yesterday after after the news that came out. I said, do uh, does. Nikola Vucevic finished the 2022-23 season with the Chicago Bulls. We got 653 votes on that. Out of that, 53% said no, 47% said yes. So that is, it's close to being even uh, weighted more towards people not expecting Nikola Vucevic to be uh, a Chicago Bull by the end of the season um, and finish the season with the Bulls. You know, I've already been very vocal on what I feel on that. I do think that it's it's more likely than not that Vuce does finish with the Chicago Bulls. But again. You never know what deals are going to present themselves. You never know what players are going to become available. So I completely understand that mindset. Um, contract year. When it comes to a contract of that size, most of the times in a contract year, it, listen, it, anything's on the table and everything's on the table. So we'll watch that, continue to monitor it, see what happens with uh, Vooch as the front office is monitoring his value out on the trade market. But we're going to jump right into the content for today. And we're talking about Kobe White. That's the first thing we're going to talk about today. And with now, we've gotten the, the 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 Bulls are shopping, so to say, Kobe White and that 18th pick to see what they can do. We'll talk about what whether they're going to be moving up, moving down, and, and what I think is going to happen just based off some of reading some of the tea leaves and things that we've seen from their workouts and things like that as possible trade destinations for Kobe White. Now, first, now the, just the criteria that I used for this, I'm looking at teams that are either um, a little bit away from contending and need bench scoring specifically or teams that are in a rebuild, and usually the teams that I'm looking at have multiple picks in this year's draft or upcoming draft as they can give up some draft capital to take a look at a player like Kobe White who's been inconsistent but still has a lot of promise. So that's that's kind of what I am and what I'm doing with this list. I have four teams on this list. I'm not going super in-depth as far as like just coming up with a bunch of wild trade scenarios or anything like that. I just try to filter it more so what could possibly happen as we go into the draft and, you know, one thing that I will say, shout out to Pat, the designer, when we did Locked on Bulls uh, yesterday, which we streamed live as well, is that he mentioned maybe even though they're, they're looking at both of them, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're looking to package Kobe White in the 18th pick. I do think that that's highly likely. But what if they are moving these these picks in separate deals to really maximize on trying to get some capital back, which is a possibility. I still think that it is more likely that they are going to be packaging Kobe White and the 18th pick to maximize the value of both of those. But we'll see. Uh, but as far as this list on teams that I think would possibly be interested in Kobe White, first up, I got Houston. 
We don't really know what Houston's, what Houston's doing. Uh, Kobe White kind of fits their timeline. It fits the, the age range of a lot of the players that do project to be on that roster uh, for a long time. Again, one of the criteria is do they have multiple first round? I mean, not necessarily first round. Do they have multiple picks coming up in this draft and in future drafts? And the Houston Rockets have a lot of draft capital. And if they're looking at Kobe White, like I said, a player who, while inconsistent, has shown flashes of being a really good scorer in this league. Again, look at that December, January, and February stretch that Kobe White have if you need to be reminded of just what Kobe's scoring prowess can be coming off the bench. Um, Houston may very well look at that. You look at Houston's roster, you look at some of the things that they have on it. They they have a, a lot of expiring deals. So matching the salary, um, so to say, would not necessarily be hard there. Um, but this in the in a deal for Houston, I know some people would want to hear that it's going to be Christian Wood, and it very possibly could, right? I don't want to close the door on that and saying, especially considering the Bulls also have a trade player exception as well. Could it be um that they go swing for the fences and go after a Christian Wood to be come off the bench for them and to be that bench um uh forward slash center for them? And I know some people are gonna say, well, isn't he gonna start in, in place of Patrick Williams? I don't per- personally think that they'll uh, take Patrick Williams' starting job away if Christian Wood comes in. That's my personal opinion. You guys may agree or disagree. Um, but with that being said, uh, looking looking at what they have, easily if they want to match salaries and just mainly have the deal built around picks, they do have um, a few contracts that they can use. Uh, I think Nawaba would probably be somebody that they try to throw in, especially if the deal is mainly focused around picks more than anything else. Um, so that could be something that they do looking, looking forward uh, coming up. So you know, I, I do look at Houston. I look at their players. I look at players like they have in, in, a, in a Josh Christopher, uh, what they have. And, in, in of course, uh, we know Kenya Martin Jr., uh, Kevin Porter Jr., like they uh, uh, singing and like they have a lot of players that are young. Right. That 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 uh, Tate as well. Like they have a lot of players that are young that fit the, the, the Houston Rockets rebuild timeline. And again, of course, they're at the start of a rebuild. Their timeline could be anything. And bringing in a Kobe White could very well bring them another ball handler. Um, not, not great ball handler, but scorer as well. And somebody that they can take another bite of that apple to see, hey, can we develop this guy? Can we bring that consistency out of him? Because if we can make him a consistent player and let him develop into that, yeah, we have to extend him uh, coming up in the next season. But if we can make him, he could be a trade chip later. He can be a piece of our team later, just depending on what else happens with Houston um, coming coming you know, as they continue the rebuild. So Houston Rockets are a team that I think would and probably should be looking into um, a Kobe White type deal if they can. Now, Houston, again, like I said, not a lot of picks in this draft. So to say it'll be more future picks. Um, they do have a lot of picks coming up in the, in the next couple of years. So could definitely be something that is looked at there. I don't think uh, I don't even think they have a second round pick in this year's draft. So that's definitely not going to happen. It wouldn't be this year. And they're definitely not giving up the 17th pick and I don't think even packaging Kobe White and the 18th pick if they were to do that it's not worth moving up one spot in my opinion um they're definitely not giving up that third pick so uh you know we'll see what happens uh with that but Houston Rockets definitely a team on that list another one the Minnesota Timberwolves now we don't exactly know again where the Minnesota Timberwolves are going but if you look at it much like the Chicago Bulls they had a huge issue with bench scoring last season now again the Bulls had an issue with bench scoring with Kobe White being on their roster, so I know some people are getting ready to type like, but Kobe doesn't fix that. He could, though. Looking at their team um, and, the, and the makeup of their team, I can absolutely see the Minnesota Timberwolves, again, depending on what ha- what the deal ends up being, right? What do they have to give up possibly for a Kobe White? Again, I'm focusing more on these trades possibly being more built around draft capital and matching contracts than necessarily you know, a, a, a huge swing deal because we really – 
I know some people think that Kobe has no trade value. I do think that Kobe has a lot of trade value. When you look at what the Minnesota Timberwolves could give up, they can easily match contracts with like a McLaughlin or uh or and and then having that uh, 48th pick uh, that they have in this year's draft. They also have a future first round pick. They have several second round picks in 25 and 27. So. If they go long-term with that, we don't exactly know. Again, the Bulls wouldn't in this deal necessarily get a, a impact player right now, but they would and possibly could get future um, capital from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, looking at that, do they give up a 2023 uh, first-round pick? Again, they'll probably put heavy protections on that, but could they do something like that for Kobe White, 18th pick? We'll see. Again, again, I'm just I'm throwing things out there to, to see what could possibly happen. Next one, the Pacers. We already know. The Pacers are in, where, where are the Pacers right now? What, what would we say the Pacers are right now trying to make any type of uh, thing happen? It seems like they're, that they're maybe trying to go into a full rebuild. Um, we know that they, they, they were shopping Miles Turner and Sabonis last year. They ended up moving Sabonis, but not Miles Turner. Could that be a trade chip? And again, I'm not saying that Miles Turner needs to come to the Chicago Bulls. Let me be clear here because I know you guys get to typing again. Not saying that. I'm not backtracking on that. I don't think Miles Turner really fixes a lot with the with the Chicago Bulls team. But when you look at what they could have to match salaries and their future draft capital, especially in this draft, the Pacers have what they have the 31st pick in this in this year's draft. Could that be enough for the Chicago Bulls who are looking at a lot of second round picks as well? Could that be enough? They also have the 60th pick. Again, that's not you definitely need to package another player with that one. But the Pacers having a lot of, of draft capital coming up. Could they be in the market for a Kobe White as they're trying to? I guess we don't know. Last team on this list, Charlotte. Could Charlotte possibly be in the Kobe White market? Could they be looking for, for somebody to come off the bench scoring? Could they be looking for more backcourt help a little bit? I'm looking at Charlotte. Again, this is probably more on the unlikely side, but Charlotte, again, multiple uh, second-round picks in this year's draft, I believe. I know they have the 44th pick. Um, and so that could be a, a team that you look. They have multiple first-round picks as well. Could the Bulls be moving up? Could they be willing to, to swap those that 15th and 18th pick while throwing in Kobe White so the Bulls can move up three spots just outside that lottery to maybe make sure whoever falls out of that lottery, they're the first ones in line to pick up? That's what I look at when you when you look at the Charlotte Hornets. And yes, the Charlotte Hornets could, could definitely get a better pick, a better a player that projects to be better than Kobe White with that 15th pick. But moving down three spots to that 18th pick while also acquiring a Kobe White, um, could that be enough for the for Charlotte to say, hey, yeah, we still are keeping our 12th pick, which we can get the prospect that we want. 15, uh, 18 now, where there are a lot of prospects that project to be around 18 that could have a, a, a hell of a lot of upside while only dropping down three spots and getting a player like Kobe White who can come in and, and help that, that bench scoring a lot for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Again, so that's kind of my tier, what I've looked at really quickly to kind of see what the Bulls could possibly do. Now, as far as the Charlotte thing, I know I would love us to be able to get P.J. Washington back at that deal, but I don't think that the Bulls would be able to move uh, swap that 15th and 18th Kobe White and get P.J. Washington back and that 15th pick. but you know, where do things have happened? Maybe the Bulls throw in some future capital as well. We don't know. But, you know, looking at at some of those deals, those are some of the things that I think, again, not saying that they're likely or anything like that, but those are something, some things that could possibly happen as the Bulls look to kind of move up, move down in the draft. We'll see. I think I'm more so focused on moving up in the draft. But let's go ahead and talk about this upcoming draft, which is a week away, and what that means for the Chicago Bulls. Now, a lot of the Bulls, if you've been tracking – um, who the Bulls have actually been working out. Yes, EJ Liddell is one of those guys who we love, all love EJ Liddell. 
But it, it's it's really been focused around players that really seem to be projected lower than what the Bulls pick. And so we got some some recent uh, uh, rumors as well. Bulls seem to be high on both Dominic Barlow and Josh uh Minot and so Josh Minot, player from from uh, Memphis. Dominic Barlow actually played for uh, what what is the the overtime elite something like that? Uh, uh, uh yeah, overtime elite, which is a, a league here in the states that I had never heard of. Um, and he went there. Uh, and so he's been playing there, but he's been moving up a lot of draft boards as well. So first up, we're gonna talk about uh Don Barlow and what that and what his projections are. So now Don Barlow is a player coming into this draft. Nobody knows, and it seems like he's been. In, in these workouts and things like this, he's moved up to, from not only being not talked about at all to definitely a second-round pick with maybe some low first-round pick potential. Now, he's a versatile player on both ends of the floor. He's still raw, very much so. Um, so don't expect him to come in anything and be able to give you a lot right away. But that versatility, his, uh, his ability to hit the three-point shot, take the man off the dribble, he's a 6'9", 215-pound power forward. Now, he's going to have to probably put on a little bit of weight, fill out that frame a little bit. But his shooting form here, the fact that he's able to shoot and he and he projects to be a very good shooter at that power forward position while also being able to guard almost every his switchability projectively is going to be really good. He has nice uh, foot speed. He has very good anticipation on the defensive end and high basketball IQ. It seems like now less he's not playing in the best league. So even the even the highlights that I'm playing are not necessarily going to give you the best overall uh, projection for his game. But the fact that he's building up some buzz, the fact that the Bulls are looking at him as of uh, as well as other teams are also looking at him. This guy may be somebody as the Bulls possibly look to move back in the draft. And this is the thing is that I really do think that the Bulls may very well be moving back in the draft. Now, what does that mean for whatever type of trade, what deal that they do get? That remains to be seen, but it's really interesting considering that I think a lot of us thought that the Bulls would try to move up in the draft. Moving back in the draft either means that AK and Eversley are very, very um, confident in a player that they can get even with moving back, or they're going to get a heck of a player in that trade to move back that really does help this bench probably a lot. But again, Dominic Barlow is a player that checks a lot of lot of things. Now, he's not going to be somebody who comes in probably and contributes day one, uh, like a lot of the players that we've looked at here. But he is somebody that, as far as a, a potential piece, right, a, a piece that you're drafting based off potential, does bring a lot to the table. So uh, there you go with that one. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, if this is the first time you're seeing, I, I had never heard of this guy, never heard of the overtime elite, didn't even know what that league was before doing the research on this one. Now, the next player that the Bulls seem to be in has a workout. Uh, reportedly, Mark Eversley is very high on this guy. This is Josh Minot, a freshman, small forward, power forward, played with Memphis last season. And so uh, his, his numbers are nothing to, to wow at. He didn't get a lot of playing time, 14.6 minutes per game. He did play in 33 games last season, 6.6 points, uh, almost a block per game, which averaging a, a, almost a block in 14 minutes, that projects pretty good. Almost a steal per game as well. A four rebounds per game from him. Not a, not a three-point shooter by any stretch of the imagination. He's 6'8 with a 6'11 wingspan. Um, 205 pounds, so he's another player that would have to fill out as well. Um, this is, again, he's, he's, he's a huge. The thing that you're going to see in these highlights for him is the athleticism from him. Great motor, uh, runs the floor very well. You can see him being a, 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 a feasting very early on in transition buckets in the time on the court. He blocks shots pretty well. He has a nice bit of that defensive polish. His offensive game, huh? we'll see. We'll see. The offensive game is probably the biggest question for him. 
you know, uh, yes, he he has shown some ability to shoot, uh, uh, to definitely get baskets down low in the mid range, things like that. Um, he has a good pull up uh, pull up shot as well. Um, again, passer, solid passer as well. Again, he's not the he's not the surefire prospect that some of the other people that we looked at, and even when I did my draft prospect tier list, when I did the high upside portion of that, he doesn't necessarily measure with a lot of those as well. But again. AK and Eversley may see something in this guy that I don't see. Now, the defensive end of the ball is probably going to be what's what's the most concerning for him. Because looking at him, um, he does need to fill out. He's not the strongest player. He's not at, he's not superly quick as well with the lateral quickness. But again, this this guy was coming into his freshman year, he was projected to be a top 10 pick if he went in the draft. Now, things change, of course, as they always do over the course of the season, especially him not playing a lot. But uh, if you can get a guy who was projected to be a top 10 lottery pick early on, and you can get that in the second round or by moving back, you know, you take a shot at that potential because you you never know, like it could work out. That potential that people saw in him early on could come. He just didn't tap into that in college, but it's, it's very interesting. Looking at these two prospects, it's extremely just interesting to see that the Bulls, for the most part, in the workouts that we know that they've done, have been players that aren't projected to go very high. And so, yes, they've, they've worked out EJ Liddell. Yes, they, I think they even worked out Mark Williams, I believe. Um, I'm going back in my knowledge. Well, it's been a while. They've worked out absolutely some players that project to be in their range. But for the most part, almost everybody that we've gotten a report on that they've worked out has been players that are either projected to almost be undrafted or going that second round. And what does that tell us about the mindset of this front office going into this draft, especially now knowing that they are shopping the 18th pick and Kobe White? It all remains to be seen. I think that this is going to be a very interesting draft for the Chicago Bulls with the draft only being a week away. We're going to definitely have a live stream for the draft as well with the Bulls picking 18th. Um, unless the Bulls, are, it's announced that the Bulls made a trade early on. I probably will go live um, right around the time the lottery ends. That's probably when I'll go live just to kind of process. That gives us some things to talk about that happened early in the in the draft as well and, and, and maybe predict what the Bulls are going to do. But this is going to be a really interesting draft, I think, for the Chicago Bulls. And I think we're going to have some excitement and it's going to set the tone for what we can expect in the free agency for the Chicago Bulls, I think. Let me know what you guys think down below. Let me know what you think of the two prospects that we covered as well, as well as what teams do you think may be interested in Kobe White as we look forward to the Bulls um, moving Kobe White, all those type of things. Let me know all that down below as well. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. Like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.